Tyler. I'm Kelly. And I'm Brandy. And you are listening to the infamous podcast, Bitch, I'm Not Well, where we discuss bitches who are truly unwell. unwell. Welcome, everyone. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a hoedown. Like I should be a square dancer or something. <laughs> Grab your partner. Go see no. <laughs> okay. Let's get to it. This is a story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, and it involves the medical abuse of Gypsy Rose and the death of her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard. It is believed that Dee Dee suffered from Munchausen by proxy and subjected her daughter to unnecessary treatments, surgeries, and drugs for two decades. Wow, that's a long time. It is a long time. There are some series and videos out. One is um, HBO. It is Mommy Dead and Dearest. And the most recent one is in Hulu called The Act. I have Hulu. I'm going to try to watch it. You need to watch it. It's very... It's sad, really. It's so sad. I've heard her name a ton before, but I don't actually know her story. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Here we go. So from the outside looking in, Dee Dee was a wonderful, loving, selfless caregiver to her very sick child, Gypsy Rose. To others who really knew her, she was more described as cruel and vindictive. Damn. Yes. To get a better understanding of the life of Gypsy Rose, let's discuss Dee Dee's background. Claudine Dee Dee Petrie Blanchard. That's a mouthful. That is. It's a lot. <laughs> was born May 3rd, 1967 in Chat Bay, Louisiana. What? She's from Louisiana? She's from Louisiana. I should have known by her last name. You should have. I mean, Petrie and Blanchard. Yeah, Petrie too. Yeah. It is said that as a child, Dee Dee had bizarre and cruel behavior. Her stepmother, Laura Petrie, said in an HBO documentary, if things didn't go her way, she'd see to it that you would pay. And did we pay? We paid a lot. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I would love her to expand on this. I need episodes. Need I need details. <laughs> I need examples. What did she do? Give me some samples. Samples. <laughs> so Dee Dee was known for stealing items from her family, credit cards, and writing bad checks. Her stepmother, Laura, also claimed that Dee Dee tried to kill her by putting Roundup in her food. She became extremely ill, but took nine months to recover Oh, my God. Yeah, she legit tried to kill her with Roundup. She's crazy. She was little... I wonder if her pictures on any walls from whenever they were doing bad checks, like, you know how they used to oh. take your picture and put you up there? Maybe, yeah. My, my nail salon still had that until about a year ago. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so her family claims that they believe Dee Dee killed her own mother, Emma, by starving her to death. There's little evidence to support any of these claims. However, given the abuse Dee Dee subjected to her own child later in life, make these claims much easier to believe. I cannot believe I don't know any of this. Oh, it's just one of many, though. I wonder if she really did kill her mother. And I guess, like, I'm, I'm assuming her parents were divorced and then, like... So, I think it was later in life, but at, on the act on Hulu, mm -hmm. which, by the way, 
I want to add a disclaimer that the Blanchard family may be uh, filing a lawsuit against Hulu really? because they didn't really give permission for this series to be made. So they're a little upset about it. There's some of it that is not accurate, I guess, but most of it is, I think. So anyway, in the act, uh, she's there taking care of her mother and she would withhold food from her and she'd be like, well, I think you might be a little too sick to eat. So, you know, things like that. She's a great nurse. She's lovely. So she actually, <laughs> don't you say that, Dee Dee became a nurse's aide. No, she at didn't. At 24. It was then that she met Rod Blanchard, who was only 17 at the time. After dating briefly, Dee Dee became pregnant, and Rod believed the right thing to do was to get married. When Rod turned 18, he realized he made a terrible mistake, <laughs> that he wasn't in love with Dee Dee, and he married her for the wrong reasons. No. Right. 17 and you're 24. So he's like robbing the old folks home. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I, can, I can see the. What's the attraction to a 17 year old boy? Yeah. See, like from him, it's like, oh, I got an older woman, but eh, you're 24. Yeah. You're, really? Can't even go to the bar with you. No, he can't. And it's like his voice is probably still cracking. He can't even buy you a bottle of wine to bring home to you. Right. So Dee Dee gave birth to Gypsy Rose on July 27th, 1991 in Golden Meadow, Louisiana. Although Rod had left the relationship with Dee Dee, he was still very much involved in Gypsy Rose's life. When Gypsy was three months old, Dee Dee made him aware of Gypsy's medical issues. She claimed that Gypsy would stop breathing during the night. The doctors ran all the tests but couldn't find anything wrong with her. But Dee Dee was insistent that Gypsy had sleep apnea. Was her ex-husband okay with Dee Dee naming the daughter Gypsy Rose? Uh, yes. So she was named Gypsy. Like, Dee Dee picked the name Gypsy after um, a popular stripper, I think. So it's almost a stripper really? name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Rod picked Rose after Axel Rose. So oh, it was okay. Gypsy Rose. Whenever you say Gypsy Rose, it reminds me of my big fat Gypsy wedding that they used to I show. Know. Oh, yeah, I love that Great show. show. It it's was. a good show. <laughs> it is. They need to make new episodes. So, shortly after Dee Dee diagnosed Gypsy with sleep apnea, she told Rod that Gypsy had a chromosomal defect. Hmm. How you come up with that? I don't know. She pricked her finger and said, mm, that blood don't look right. It don't look right. She got a chromosomal defect. Rod had no reason to question the validity of Dee Dee's claims due to how vigilant she was about taking care of their daughter and her knowledge mm -hmm. about medical, you know, so... When Gypsy turned seven, she cut her knee while riding her grandfather's motorcycle. And despite the family's observance that Gypsy was merely scraped up and able to walk, Dee Dee insisted that she needed surgery and forced her to use a wheelchair from that point on. Oh my God. From seven years old to 22. Like, that's crazy. Because she scraped her knee. How does... Like, her family should have stepped in at this point and been like, bitch, you were freaking crazy. You don't need to be a mother. She so scraped they her did. knee. They did. Um, and she just picked up and moved. Oh, so, okay. Um, also, around that time, Dee Dee had a, a feeding tube inserted, and Gypsy was never allowed to eat by mouth again. Who did these procedures? Uh, we'll talk about that. Was it like the voodoo priestess on the end of the corner that didn't actually graduate from voodoo school? She would just go in making all these allegations, and she knew the right terminology because of her background, you know. And even though the tests were negative, they were like, well, we can't let this kid yeah, die just, on our watch. I don't, I don't know. I would hope as a doctor you'd be like, okay, I, I don't see a reason for this. You're going to have to go get another opinion. I'm not, I'm not going to put Some this Some of them actually did, and she would just go to another doctor until she found somebody that would. Yeah, I guess you can always find somebody. Yeah. 
And I think that's also uh, like Gypsy's dad is looking for the doctors that treated her throughout her life and will probably be seeing some lawsuits come up. Good. Yeah. This is insane. Get them, daddy. It's insane how this goes. So anyway, like I said, she had the feeding tube and she was never allowed to eat again by mouth. Can you imagine the ability to eat by mouth, but never actually being allowed to? Yeah. How old was she? I don't know. She's probably around seven, eight, nine, ten. So old enough to know, hey, I've eaten solid oh, yeah. food for my yeah. entire life. Now I can I can't. do this. I don't know what you're talking about, Mom. I can clearly chew and swallow. Yeah. She was also made to use a breathing machine whenever she slept unnecessarily because Gypsy knew she didn't have any breathing uh, disorders and she was made to wear the whole sleep apnea mask and everything. And poor kid. I'm assuming Dee Dee has some pretty good insurance. Mm, probably state aid. Huh. Gypsy attended the Special Olympics, and in 2001, when Gypsy was 10 years old, her mother claimed that she was only eight. How do you change your kid's age? Like, you're already, you're letting her be in the Special Olympics, and she doesn't have any disability, so she's already cheating. Right. Now you're going to put her up against younger people? Right. And her mother changed her age frequently. So, um, Gypsy was named the Honorary Queen of Crew of Mid-City Parade, a parade for children held during Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So that was also, though, based on disabilities. Um, oh, well, that's not so yeah. cool. So there's that. By then, Dee Dee had claimed Gypsy suffered from poor physical and mental development. She claimed that she was both hearing and vision impaired, that she was unable to walk, needed to be fed through a feeding tube, and had brain damage from seizures. She was often treated at the Children's Hospital, where her mother stayed at the Ronald McDonald House. For free. For free. Yes. Man, if Dee Dee was my mom, I'd be in a full body cast. I cut my finger the other day, day with my fingernail. No doubt. I don't know how I did it. I cut my thumb with my fingernail. Oh my God. <laughs> Bleeding everywhere. It was. It was squirming. It was like, oh my God. Oh, she, yeah. She'd have had you bound up. She would. I'd be full body cast. You'd be in even... a bubble. What? Oh, <laughs> I wish I had a bubble. Uh, your cats would pop it. Yeah. Okay. My little crew. So doctors acting on Dee Dee's descriptions of Gypsy's supposed seizures put Gypsy on anti-seizure medications. They also treated her for muscular dystrophy and frequent ear infections based on Dee Dee's assertions. For muscular, what is it? Muscular, muscular dystrophy. Dystrophy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that found through like blood work? Yes. They just took Dee Dee's word like, oh yeah, she's definitely got this. Um, yes. So she would make Dee Dee... I'm, I'm sorry. She would make Gypsy Rose perform, I guess, for lack of a better word, or comply uh, with all these things. Just just hang on for the ride, because it's insane. Oh, God. Okay, I'm ready. Right. I'm sorry. I'm going to quit interrupting you. So, at this point, Dee Dee's fixation with the health of her daughter took a nosedive. Can you imagine that? I'm shocked. And she claimed that Gypsy was also having visual impairments, severe asthma, and even leukemia. Even though every test performed on Gypsy proved negative to every ailment. Besides the treatments for MD and epilepsy, Dee Dee later insisted on unnecessary operations, including procedures on her eyes and the removal of her salivary glands. Oh my God. These doctors need to be sued. Well, here, this is how the salivary gland thing went, okay? Dee Dee would rub a topical anesthetic to numb Gypsy's gums before the doctor visits. 
So Gypsy would appear to be over salivating. And they used Botox to treat it initially and ultimately completely extracted her salivary glands. Dee Dee was able to accomplish all of this with her extensive knowledge of medical terminology. And when doctors would refuse treatment or disagree with her, she would simply move on to another doctor. So like we said earlier, it was a matter of this is what I say she has and mm -hmm. I know how she acts at home and she's having all these seizures and this and that and the other and they can't really rule out maybe they're missing something. So she was doctor shopping. Eventually, Dee Dee moved away from her family to Slidell, Louisiana after they confronted her about the treatment of Gypsy. There they lived in public housing and paid their bills using public assistance they were granted due to Gypsy's apparent medical conditions as well as child support provided by Rod. So see, her family started questioning, why are you doing this to that girl? And she was like, I'm out of here. Ain't nobody going to tell me how to raise my child. And I guess you can't really call children and family services if she's just going to up and move. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, what would get children and family services to somebody's house to check on their kid? Yeah, like a wellness it, check. Yeah, like, is it just a phone call or? Anybody could pick up the phone and call, yeah. And just say, I think there's abuse going on or whatever. You know, and that does eventually happen. So, um, so Gypsy was pulled out of school before the third grade when her mama moved to Slidell. She said that Gypsy was much too ill to attend and would never be able to keep up with the other kids due to her mental capacity. So Dee Dee homeschooled her. I'm sure Dee Dee was a great teacher. Gypsy taught herself to read by making her way through the Harry Potter series. Oh, that's a good series. It is good. I'm proud of her for making yeah. it through that. Gypsy was never without her mother. Oof. She mm -mm. needs some personal space. Dee Dee was not about giving Gypsy any personal space. Mm -mm. They usually often slept together in the same bed. Yeah. Shut the f*** <laughs> Yes. So Dee Dee once stated that they were akin to a pair of shoes. Never good one without the other. I don't know. I've worn two different shoes sometimes. <laughs> and it was okay. <laughs> I mean, with me. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. I was in town before I saw. <laughs> I was at the boat show. <laughs> that was crazy. So here we move to Missouri. In 2005, after Hurricane Katrina hit, Dee Dee and Gypsy went to a special needs shelter where Dee Dee claimed her apartment had been ruined along with all of Gypsy's medical records and birth certificate. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, hmm. Is, where is Slidell? Slidell is by New Orleans. Okay. And I think they did get hit, but... Enough water damage to ruin a birth certificate. I think Slidell did get hit pretty bad. So it could be could be true, but um, I'm pretty sure that all the medical facilities have your medical records. I don't have any of my medical records at my house anyway. So hang on, let me pull out my binder. I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, she did have a binder. That's did she crazy. Really? She had a binder. Oh my gosh. Of her own making. Okay. <laughs> It was her own making. I bet she had little tabs on it and everything. Oh, she was very prepared. Mm -mm. So anyway, getting back to that, uh, she said, you know, the house was ruined, the medical records ruined, her birth certificate gone. So a doctor at the shelter suggested that they move to Missouri. He helped them with paperwork, and they were airlifted to their new home in Aurora, Missouri, where Gypsy would become a media and charity darling. They were airlifted? Airlifted due to all of Gypsy's ailments. Now, while this she's being airlifted, there's thousands oh, of other people yeah. that are affected by Hurricane Katrina dying. Yeah. But 
God forbid the chick that doesn't have anything wrong with her. Yeah. Man, everybody needs a mama like Dee Dee to get them some help. No doubt. <laughs> Dee Dee for president. If Dee Dee would have used her influence for good and not evil, this could be a whole different story. Well, could have been. That makes me really mad. In 2007, Gypsy was referred to a pediatric neurologist in Missouri. Bernardo Flasherstein. What? I could say Flasherstein all day long. That's great. I wonder if he's related to Frankenstein. It's the Bernardo I have trouble with. It's the Bernardo part. Mr. Bern. Let's call him Bernie. Oh, Bernie actually became very suspicious of Gypsy's MD diagnosis and ordered MRIs and blood tests that found zero abnormalities. High five, Bernie. Good job. High five, Bernie Flasherstein. It might be Flasterstein. I don't know. <laughs> so he stated to BuzzFeed, I remember I Buzz having, Feed. I know, he said, I remember having her stand up and she could hold her own weight. So Flasherstein couldn't find a reason to explain why Gypsy couldn't walk and told Dee Dee as much. He contacted two doctors in Louisiana who had their own questions regarding Gypsy's conditions, both of whom said Dee Dee stopped bringing Gypsy to them whenever they shared their concern. They start questioning and she is out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Old Bernie believed that Gypsy was a victim of Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which is a mental disorder in which a parent or other caretaker exaggerates, fabricates, or induces illness in another person for attention and sympathy. Although he tried to prove this, he could never find enough evidence to act on his suspicion, so he never reported her case to authorities. I guess it's got to be like a pretty... Like pretty obvious? Yeah, I guess. I would think... Her blood not testing positive for MD would be pretty big. Mm, yeah. Oh, get this. Okay, so in 2007, Gypsy was honored Child of the Year by the Olay Foundation, which fights for the rights of feeding tube recipients. And in 2008, Habitat for Humanity built Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose a new home equipped with a wheelchair ramp and a jacuzzi tub to help with her muscles. Shut up. The house was painted pink and white. And no doubt, this move was a jackpot for Dee Dee. I'll bet Dee Dee's living large. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was. The neighbors in their new community saw Dee Dee as a tireless, full-time caretaker, a single mother who lovingly devoted her life to her terminally sick teenager. She was a likable, generous, and warm person with a sweet personality. She was a good actress. Yes. She dressed in bright, cheerful colors and inspired deep devotion in others. Gypsy was a tiny thing, pale and skinny. Her round face was swallowed by oversized owlish glasses, and she always wore a knit hat on her shaved, bald head. Poor baby. Her teeth were rotting and painful, and she was often seen with an oxygen tube in her nose while outside. Gypsy was very friendly and talkative when she was allowed to talk. She had a sweet, soft, childlike voice. However, if Gypsy tried to interact or answer any questions directed at her by any doctors, reporters, or outsiders, her mother would squeeze her hand tightly to silently warn her to keep her mouth shut and interject that Gypsy suffered from brain damage, limiting her mental capacity to that of a seven-year-old. So whenever the doctors would ask Gypsy, can you walk, dude? Yeah. And if Gypsy would try to open her mouth, her mama would squeeze her hand and be like, shut the up. <laughs> I mean, that had to be a red flag for doctors. Like, this kid never speaks for herself. And her mom's always, like, right there. Well, first of all, you have no medical history on them because you're way away from Louisiana. You have nobody to refer to. Yeah. And 
she's telling you that she suffered from brain damage from seizures, so she's unable to talk. Heck, we're getting an EKG. We're going to see what's up. An EKG for your heart. Oh. EEG. 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 I had both, so. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. They found everything okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said I was crazy. Bleh. With her small stature, innocence, and high-pitched voice, and yes, she had an unusually high-pitched voice, and nobody's really sure, like, if that was an act or if it's... It, like, I've, I've listened to a couple of documentaries with her now, and it's still high, but it's not quite as high as whenever she was in all this, okay? I wonder if you maybe it was doing a, maybe her it was saliva. Maybe it was the medications or yeah, the like saliva, saliva glands. glands. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, probably so. So with all of this going on, you know, this, like I said, the small stature, her complete innocent mannerisms and her high pitched voice, she looked and acted and sounded much younger than her actual age. And Dee Dee used all of this to her advantage. Dee Dee began to lie about Gypsy's age when Gypsy was eight. She continued to lies, even going so far as to fabricate her birth certificate from 1991 to 1993 as her birth year. Even Gypsy wasn't sure how old she was since she was abused and manipulated from birth. So are they positive now that she was born in 91? Yeah, her original birth certificate says 91. Oh, okay. When Gypsy's father called her on her 18th birthday, Dee Dee told Rod that it was best not to discuss this milestone, you know, like turning 18, because Gypsy thought she was much younger. She thought she was 15. I don't think that that would hurt Gypsy mentally if you brought up no. the fact that she's 18. Well, no, it would hurt her. It would hurt her because she'd know that her mama lied to her, right? Oh, yeah. She'd hate her mama. Yeah. So eventually Gypsy's teeth rotted, likely due to the medications, missing salivary glands, or just neglect, and they had to pull them out. Oh. To keep the facade of leukemia, Dee Dee would regularly shave Gypsy's head to make it look like she was continually getting cancer treatments. I guess she couldn't fool the doctors into them thinking that she had cancer, so she just... Yeah, she pretended. Let's pretend we're going to be an actress. Yeah. You're going to look like you're having cancer treatments. In a 2009 anonymous report made to authorities who conducted a wellness check stated that Dee Dee was using different names and birth dates for herself and her daughter and claimed accounts of Gypsy's ailments that had no medical basis. Now, nobody knows who reported this. I wonder if um, different names and birth dates, like if she was using these different names and birth dates to get additional public assistance. Probably so, yeah. And she didn't want her to be of legal age where she could she would have, have a say, any say so. And yeah. she could kick her mom out the doctor's office or well, get her license and drive away. Yeah. So Dee Dee was able to convince the officers that she purposefully used misinformation to make it more difficult for Gypsy's abusive father to find them. They believed it. All they would have to do is look up child support payments. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it was under the table. I don't know. Uh, yeah. he, he was sending well, her money monthly. So. I don't know. With Dee Dee, I wouldn't do anything under the table. I would have a paper record. Well, that's because we know the Dee Dee that we know. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The little community of Springfield rallied around the Blanchards. Occasionally, Dee Dee would set up a projector to play a movie on the side of their house, and the children of the neighborhood would come over for a movie and a treat, which she charged for treats. <laughs> But the money was to go to Gypsy's treatments. I hope she didn't put Roundup in any of the treats. Oh, God. That's awful. Yeah. No, and she had a sign that said, treats for treatments. 
Oh, no, I'm kidding. I was going to say, Kelly, this is making me so aggravated. No, she really didn't. Okay, so. But she really. That's a good one. You should call her and tell her. I know. Her. Well, I can't call well, her. Oh, yeah, never mind. Okay, so Dee Dee became the local social media influencer prior to social media as we now know it. They made the headlines everywhere they went. Charities and other organizations reached out to Dee Dee and offered several benefits like cash donations, free flights and hotels to various medical facilities, free vacations, and concerts. Through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, they went to Disney World numerous times and saw Miranda Lambert in concert, which included backstage passes to meet Miranda. I love Miranda Lambert. Yeah, she's something else. I bet she was mad when she found out what Dee Dee was doing to Gypsy. I'm mad. Dee Dee loved this newfound fame and fortune and wasn't about to give it up anytime soon. When Gypsy became old enough to realize that maybe she wasn't as sick as her mother made her seem, she would question her mother, which in turn resulted in Dee Dee restraining her to her bed, starving her, or hitting her with a coat hanger or open hand to keep Gypsy in line with her narrative. Oh my God. Yeah, she was pretty awful. Throughout the years, Dee Dee and Gypsy befriended the neighbors across the street, Amy Pengar and her four children. Dee Dee would tell Amy her life story, which was that she was originally from a small town in Louisiana, but had to flee her abusive family. The last straw was Dee Dee's father, who would supposedly burn Gypsy with cigarettes. She said that Rod, Gypsy's father, was a deadbeat and an alcoholic drug abuser who mocked his daughter's disabilities and called the Special Olympics a freak show. Wow. Tell us what you really think, Dee Dee. Right. Dee Dee oh. claimed he'd never sent them a dime. And Amy felt sorry for Dee Dee, bearing all the weight of caring for a terminally ill child with no apparent help from family. Amy would often drive them to the airport for a medical trip or bring them things from Sam's or just any, you know, any other help that she thought she could pitch in because she felt so bad for Dee Dee and her poor, poor life. Little did Amy or the surrounding community know that Rod had always paid and continued to pay $1,200 a month for child support. Wow, that's a lot. For one child. Rod continued to send support payments even after Gypsy turned 18 because she still required extensive care. Rod was remarried to a woman named Christy and had two children with her. They were a constant part of Gypsy's life until she was at least 10 years old, and he was certainly not the man Dee Dee portrayed him as. More than likely, this was to obtain more sympathy. I'm sure, make her life sound as bad as possible. Right. While Dee Dee may have been able to fool everyone about Gypsy's age, she couldn't suppress the normal teenage curiosity to the outside world and the longings of a teenager. Gypsy would often ask about boys and love. She was interested in dating and wondered what a first kiss would feel like. Her mother quickly put a halt to any of those thoughts because there was no way, zero, zilch, nada, nunca, she would ever allow a boy to interfere with their situation. As Gypsy grew older, she figured out that her mother had been lying to her and everyone else about her birth year. She knew that she could walk. She knew that she didn't have all the medical issues her mother convinced her and others of, but Gypsy was a prisoner in her own home. Dee Dee would use physical and psychological abuse to keep Gypsy in line. How did she find out what her real birth year was? Well, in the act, it shows her walking around at night, you know, um, Snoop. snooping around. And she found a social security card or something with maybe a medical card with her actual birth year on it. Hmm. And it said 1991. So Mama she, thought she had everything covered. Oh, yeah. Right. In 2011... In 2011, Dee Dee took Gypsy to a science fiction convention 
where Gypsy met and exchanged contact information with a 35, 35-year-old man. Oh, God. Now, she's 20s. Or like 19 or 20? Yeah. What does a 35... Well, I mean, I know what a 35-year-old sees, in, but that's... After communicating, Gypsy ran away from home, taking cabs and even hitchhiking to meet this man at his hotel. Now, you have to imagine that Gypsy wanted the hell out of that house and would go to this extremity because she was terrified of her mother. Yeah. Like, she really went out on a limb here. Although Gypsy was 19, everyone in her community thought she was 15. So they set out to track her down, right? Because there's... Oh, yeah, because you're under 18. Under 18 and a, a medically bound to a wheelchair child who has a feeding tube and medications and everything. So I wonder what the community thought whenever they saw her wheelchair there, but her gone. I'm sure Didi had a wonderful explanation for that. So She army crawled her ass out of the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't know. So Didi tracked them down through mutual friends from the convention, showed up at his hotel, and showed the man papers that indicated Gypsy was a minor. I bet Gypsy was pissed. I bet the guy was... Ugh. Can you imagine thinking, mm-hmm. thinking that, oh my God, she's not 19 or 20. I just brought home a 14 or 15-year-old. Mm. That's shocking all. Yeah. When they returned home, Dee Dee destroyed Gypsy's computer and cell phone with a hammer. How did she get it to begin with? Again, in the act, it shows that they had gone to the mall and that somehow Gypsy was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And she went and bought the computer because they had all this money from charity. So she took money out of the bag, you know. Okay. And went and bought this computer without her mother's consent or knowledge. And I think she went to a gas station once with her mama and bought a a flip phone or whatever over the counter. Mm. Mm -hmm. Resourceful. Yeah. For a mental capacity of age seven. seven. Give me a break. Okay, so Gypsy later said that Dee Dee told her she would smash her fingers with a hammer if she ever tried it again. Oh, my gosh. So for this unruly behavior, Gypsy was tied to her bed with a dog leash and handcuffs for two weeks. Oh, my gosh. And during this time, Dee Dee tried to have Gypsy declared incompetent. For months afterwards, Gypsy appeared to those who knew her to be subdued. A neighbor, Kim Blanchard, no relation, told BuzzFeed, she wasn't acting any differently than a child who was in trouble at that point. What was actually going on was a realization to Gypsy that something was wrong with her mother and that she was trying to control her and keep her isolated, and she needed to escape. Gypsy eventually managed to get back online and joined a Christian dating site and met 23-year-old Nicholas Godajohn in 2012. Godajohn was from Cleveland, Wisconsin, and had a history of mental illness and a criminal record for indecent exposure, unbeknownst to Gypsy. And how old was Gypsy? Gypsy was 21 at this time, but she thought she was much younger. She didn't really know how old she was. Oh. But she was of legal age. Okay. Go to John was also evaluated as being on the autism spectrum with an IQ of 82 and had the functionality of a 10-year-old. Wowzers. Yeah. The pair communicated for more than two years, and Gypsy confided in a neighbor about her budding romance. Gypsy and Nicholas talked about marriage and the names they'd use for their future children, and apparently he didn't care that she was in a wheelchair. They also communicated sexually with Nicholas introducing Gypsy to BDSM, according to Gypsy. She later claimed that she was uncomfortable with the eroticism, but said that Nicholas convinced her to go along with it. So, like, 
they did BDSM in person? I think it was mostly through internet communication. Okay. Because, I mean, like video phone calls and like FaceTime? <laughs> like Zoom meeting. <laughs> oh, Zoom meeting. <laughs> That would have been really funny if somebody would have, like, <laughs> typed in the wrong code and jumped into their Zoom meeting. Like, oh, gosh. It's a group meeting. Hey. hey. Oops, sorry. Wrong meeting. My bad. <laughs> exit, exit, exit. <laughs> I'd have been the first one out of that damn room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gypsy said she was in love, but she knew that her mother would not approve. So she kept her relationship a secret while she plotted to have her mother and Nicholas meet. She and her mother went to the movies at the same time as Nicholas, but the outing didn't go according to plan. That must have been really hard to communicate with him without her mom knowing, because it seems like her mom is, like, monitoring her 24-7. Right. This is all, like, in night nighttime. Okay. Or I guess maybe if her mother would go to town for groceries or whatever. Yeah. She only did it whenever she knew that she wouldn't get caught. So they went to the movies, and Gypsy told her mother that she had to go to the restroom but instead met Nicholas in the bathroom where they had sex before returning to the theater. That's real romantic. Right? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. That couldn't have been fun. No. And maybe for him, but of course, did not take to Nicholas. Instead, she regarded Nicholas as creepy. And in 2013, he was arrested for watching pornography on a tablet at a McDonald's. Who sits at a McDonald's (laughs) watching porn? I guess they had free Wi-Fi. I'm assuming he didn't have this on his Match.com dating profile. What are you going to do? Is it just like reading a book? (laughs) To me, if you're watching porn, there's a reason that you're watching porn. And you don't want to be in the middle of a... McDonald's or any restaurant. <laughs> like somebody sits behind you in the booth and they hear it and you have headphones in. Yeah. Or is it full volume? Like what's right. going on here? <laughs> right. You have a big overcoat with your hands inside. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. oh. <laughs> so Gypsy says later in, a, in an interview with ABC News that her mother just got jealous that she was spending too much attention on him. And she ordered Gypsy to stay away from him. Yeah, that always works. Yes. Uh, Needless to say, that was a very long argument that lasted a couple of weeks with yelling, throwing things, calling her names, bitch, slut, whore. Wow, mom seems real nice. (laughs) I know. Well, you know, she's losing control. She doesn't like it. She's spinning. After two years of communication between Gypsy and Nicholas, they began to plot to kill Dee Dee exchanging text messages that police and prosecutors would later uncover in their investigation. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. So they talked BDSM, then they were like, stab, shoot, strangle, then they started talking sex again. Like Probably. So one of the texts, go to John, says, Honey, you forget I am ruthless, and my hatred of her will force her to die. Oh, wow. It's my evil side doing it. He won't mess up because he enjoys killing yeah, that would have definitely turned me off. Be like, Nicholas, I think we need to see other people. No, she was up for it. She wanted an escape. Oh, God. Gypsy responded <laughs> by saying, I'm 100% in, hun. Who the hell <laughs> calls their boyfriend hun? At 21 and 23 years old. That's kind of like weird in the text. I was like, hey, hun, I'm feeling so sexy right now. Uh, hun, you want to go to the dollar hey, store? Hey, hun, let me pull my dentures out. <laughs> Oh, God. We've lived so many years, hon. I'm going to start calling Chris hun. 
jerk his head around and look at you like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? Hey, hon, that's what a sleazy guy calls a, a waitress. Oh, know, yeah. A server. Hey, hon, can you please bring me some ketchup? Thanks, babe. And I dropped my knife right down there if you don't mind bending down and picking it up, hon. Ooh, just like that. <laughs> Throw the spoon down. <laughs> One more time. Dirty girl. <laughs> Stand up and smack him. <laughs> yes. So, Nicholas returned to Springfield in June of 2015. He checked into a local motel, while Dee Dee took Gypsy to a routine hospital appointment. And he waited until Gypsy let him know that they had returned and her mother had gone to bed. Gypsy let Nicholas in, handed him gloves and duct tape, and then passed him a knife. Damn. Yep. She's not playing around. Yeah. And she told ABC News... I honestly thought he would end up not doing it, but he did. Really? <laughs> you, I mean, y'all been talking about this. You, you gave him the knife. You invite the evil seed to come to your house, hand him gloves, duct tape, and a knife, and he's telling you, once you tell me to do this, I will, I will succeed. I'm evil. I will do this. Yeah. I love you so much, I'm going to murder your mother for you. Correct. So Gypsy said that while she hid in the bathroom, Nicholas went into her mother's bedroom and stabbed her to death. Nicholas told police that he thought about having sex with Dee Dee's dead corpse. Oh my God. But instead, Nicholas and Gypsy had sex on Gypsy's bed before taking a cab back to Nicholas's motel room. Ugh. Gypsy later said in Mommy Dead and Dearest that the sex began as consensual, but that it turned to rape and that she only agreed to have sex with Nicholas in that instance so that he wouldn't defile her mother's body. He was probably, like, covered in blood and everything. I, I can't imagine. Ugh. She said, I made a deal with him. I'd let him rape me, and then he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't do that to my mom, she said. Whatever. That must make her love him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And that makes me want to throw up. Mm. Nicholas, who could be heard saying in an interview with police at one point, considered having sex with Dee Dee's corpse, claimed the entire encounter with Gypsy was consensual. So it's he said, she said. He said, she said. So what? He's good enough to have sex before he murders your mom, but after it's Uh, rape? uh, uh, I don't know, Gyps. uh, (laughs) Kind of thinking you're... I'm going to call bullshit on that. Who could be turned on after somebody just murdered your parents? I don't know. And then if you're so turned off, why did you leave? With him. Okay, so here we go. So Gypsy and Nicholas attempted to clean up the scene, took $4,000 in cash that Dee Dee kept in the house, and mailed the murder weapon to Nicholas's Wisconsin home. So they mailed the knife. Why? Why not, like, oh throw it in a sewer drain Why? or put it in the McDonald's trash can well, after you finish watching porn? You're dealing with the mentality of a 10-year-old and also... Uh, all right. I mean, what if the knife would have, like, slipped through the packaging and... Could have. I mean, can you mail knives? I, mean, I guess you can if you order them off of Amazon. I guess if nobody knows what you're mailing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to mail one to you and see what happens. Let's see. We'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They took a bus to Wisconsin on June 14th, and Gypsy urged Nicholas to use his phone to post two updates to Dee Dee's Facebook page. The thought of her mother lying dead in the house for days was too much for her to bear. And I believe that. Yeah, I mean, her mom was basically her only person for the full 21 years of her life. And now she has no one. Right. Except the psycho porn guy at McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
dipping his McNuggets in the sauce. She hoped to. She hoped someone would see the post and alert authorities so her mother's body would be found. They wrote, "That bitch is dead." They on, put that on, on her Facebook. Facebook page. Yes, on, on Dee Dee's Facebook page, they wrote, "That bitch is dead." Gypsy didn't think this was enough, so they added, "I." Effin slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so effing loud. LOL. Wow. Yeah. So this plan worked. Police discovered Dee Dee's body laying face down on her bed. She was stabbed 17 times in the back and had been dead for days. They quickly began their investigation into what could have happened to Gypsy. The tight-knit community was terrified for the safety of Gypsy Rose. In their minds, she was kidnapped and was without her wheelchair for li- and her life-saving medications, and there was an urgent need to find her. That's just crazy. Whew, I know. They soon learned from Gypsy's neighbor, who con- she confided in, that Gypsy had a secret online boyfriend, which sent investigators down the path of finding Gypsy and Nicholas. They quickly found the IP address... Nicholas and Gypsy used to make the Facebook post, and police raided Nicholas's home, and both he and Gypsy surrendered to the police. I guess they didn't think about IP address and, like, locations when you're updating stuff on Facebook or anything online. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know, honestly. How do you hide an IP address? Let's Google that. Yeah. I don't know. I would have to have gone to, like, a Starbucks or something in in the town that I lived in before I ran away. Yeah, McDonald's does have free (laughs) Wi-Fi. I've heard Nicholas told me. It's real good high-speed Wi-Fi. Oh, really? Maybe that's why he was there. Oh, maybe so. Well, see, now there's a reason for everything, people. (laughs) That's a really good reason, Kelly. I know. (laughs) So, the news soon broke that Gypsy Rose Blanchard was, in fact, not the sickly little girl her mother portrayed her to be, but a healthy healthy 23-year-old young woman. Her community was in utter shock, felt betrayed and angry about it all because they were so supportive, you know, um, emotionally, monetarily. How did they find out that she was 23? Like, did they find her real birth certificate? Like, Yes. Yeah. 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 I could see the town being filled like right. they had been, I mean, they had been lied to forever. Mm-hmm. So, in 2015, Gypsy accepted a plea bargain that saw her sentenced to 10 years in prison. She said, I wish I would have never done anything. If anything, she just deserved to be where I am, meaning prison. Prison. Yeah. Does Gypsy know how to, like, take care of herself or how to live without her mother? I'm guessing lockup, she figured it out. But, I mean, you still have people taking care of you there telling you... You know, it's time to eat. They cook for you. Right, yeah. Well, and up to this point, she was fed... Oh, yeah, through a feeding through tube, a feeding huh? tube. I forgot you said that. Like, I don't know. Follow your instincts. You'll get there. So, Gypsy told BuzzFeed, the doctors thought that she was so devoted and caring. I think she would have been the perfect mom for someone that actually was sick, but I'm not sick. There's that big, big difference. She also stated that she feels more free in prison than she ever did with her mother. And she said that this time is good for me. I've been raised to do what my mother taught me to do, and those things aren't very good. She taught me to lie, and I don't want to lie. I want to be a good, honest person. Wow. Yeah. You're happier in prison. Isn't that sad? That is really sad. 
When Gypsy was asked why she went so far to kill her mother opposed to just standing up from her wheelchair exposing Dee Dee's lies in public, she responded, I couldn't just jump out of the wheelchair because I was afraid and I didn't know what my mother would do. I didn't know, I didn't have anyone to trust because her mother was so manipulating, really. Yeah. That I mean, she convinced doctors to perform surgeries. That's crazy. And I can't believe the doctors never met with Gypsy without her mom in the room. And she couldn't oh, be yeah. like, hey, you know, yeah. even if she was a minor, quotation marks, because she wasn't. I don't know. I would just, I guess she really just didn't have anybody to turn to for help. Mm-hmm. And I think if she would have jumped up out of her wheelchair in public, people would have been like, what? What's her mother would have claimed a seizure or yeah, something. Yeah, and her mom <laughs> would have made her seem like it was something yeah, else. Like, exactly. oh, she's just crazy. Right. So, Dr. Mark Feldman, an expert in Munchausen syndrome by proxy, said of Gypsy's life and actions, the control was total in the same sense that the control of a kidnapped victim sometimes is total. Her daughter was, in essence, a hostage, and I think we can understand that the crime occurred subsequently in terms of a hostage trying to gain escape. I wonder why she didn't just run away with Nicholas instead of having him kill her mother. Because she had ran away before, oh. and her mother found her and brought her back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. She tried, and her mama just drug her back, and then she tied her to the bed for two weeks. Yeah. So there were severe consequences, so she was like, there's no way. Well, I'm not doing that again. I guess she felt impending doom. I'm never getting out of here. Like God knows how old I am. Effort, you know? like this, I have, this is the only thing I can do to get free? Right, yes. I think that, Yeah. So she testified against Nicholas February 2019. Gypsy may have handed him the gloves, duct tape, and the knife, but Nicholas was the one who killed Dee Dee. He was sentenced to life in prison and 25 years for an armed criminal action charge to run concurrent with his life sentence. Nicholas says he loved Gypsy to the point where he would do anything for her, and he feels betrayed and abandoned by Gypsy because of how far he went. And I bet that's true. Yeah, I'd be scared if I was Gypsy if he ever got out. <sighs> I don't think he's getting out, but not. according to her stepmother, Gypsy is thriving in prison. In 2018, she was working towards completing her GED and has physically rebounded from the unnecessary medical treatments she received for most of her life. Despite everything, she still tells me that she's happier now than with her mom, and that if she had a choice to either be in jail or back with her mom, she'd still rather be in jail. Dang. Mm-hmm. She was actually on the Dr. Phil show, and he asked her if she was glad her mother was dead, and she responded, I'm glad that I'm out of that situation, but I'm not happy she's dead. Michelle Dean with BuzzFeed wrote in her article that she was able to contact Gypsy in prison after her plea deal. She said that Gypsy speaks in long, beautiful sentences, and that she is sometimes <laughs> so eloquent in conversation that it's hard to believe anyone could have ever spoken with her and thought her to be slow. This brought her to a memory of doctor's files stating in spite of Gypsy's alleged cognitive defect, she had a rich vocabulary. I can't believe that didn't raise any red flags right there. Well, Gypsy wasn't ever allowed to speak in front of doctors, so none of them, I guess, really ever... Yeah, they didn't really get that side of her. ...heard her speak in these long, beautiful sentences because her mama would pinch her arm if she tried to speak. Oh. Yeah, that was like a no-go. No, Gypsy, no. So she wants people to know that this wasn't a situation where a girl killed her mom to be with her boyfriend. This was a situation of a girl trying to escape abuse. In prison, she's hoping to join all sorts of programs to help people. She wants to write a book to help others in her situation. 
While in prison, Gypsy met Ryan Scott Anderson from Lake Charles, Louisiana, and the two got married at the prison in Livingston County, Missouri. I wonder how they met. I think he was a pen pal, Uh and I think they had correspondence, and I think he flew up there a couple of times, and they met, and then they decided to get married. And they got married on June 27th, 2022. Well, that was fast. Yeah, and it's concerning because Gypsy was engaged to several men whom she met through a pen pal program in prison. I hope she doesn't get taken advantage of because she doesn't really have a lot of life experience. And That's right, Some guys out there are creeps. That's true. And Gypsy Rose has gained a lot of fame and probably a lot of deals. So, yeah, I hope she is not taken advantage of again because she's certainly been through enough of that. Um, She was granted parole on September 29th, 2023 with a release date of December 28th, 2023. Oh, my God. Is that today? That is actually today. What? And she is 32 years old and she has officially been released from prison to live out the rest of her life, hopefully in peace and good health and free. Yeah. Just to be free because she was a prisoner for 23 years already. Then you tack on the The actual prison, the actual prison time. So she said was better than than actually being at home. So, um, this case kind of makes you feel bleh, I guess like, yeah. You know that the mother was wrong, but killing her was also wrong. I Yeah, just like the whole story yeah. is kind of sad. Kind of yucky feeling. But I don't know. I feel sorry for Gypsy Rose and the life that she had. Yeah. She was never allowed to be a normal kid. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this one. And we hope to see you next week on another episode of Bitches Who Are Unwell.